Luke chapter 1 this morning, verses 26 through 56, and uh, the title of this message is How God Answers Our Impossibles. Um, I just want to tell everybody what a joy it is to be with the family of God on Christmas morning, and uh, I'm so excited to be here, and my wife uh, and I have really enjoyed being part of the Cornerstone family since our son became, Kurt became the pastor, and, and I'm introduced, her name's Lisa, for those that are visiting, my name's Lee, and um, we've, uh, we've had some really amazing Christmas traditions over the years. I thought I would start out with one of those traditions. When our boys were little, uh, instead of writing a list to Santa Claus, we would have them write a list of toys they would want from Jesus. And so I always felt like by pointing it to Jesus, then uh, it's up to him to come through and, and not Santa Claus. Now, we had no problems with Santa Claus. Santa Claus was like Mickey Mouse, so that wasn't a big trauma of like, does Santa Claus exist or not? We just, he's just another cartoon character for us. But uh, back when the boys were young, they would uh, you know, write out their list of that they wanted to pray and ask the Lord to give them for Christmas. And uh, Kurt being the oldest and Stefan being the middle son and Hans, well, Kurt and Steph were pretty modest in their requests, so you might get, what, four or five things on their list, but our youngest son, Hans, would have 20. And so when we would sit around and have our family devotions in the month of December at night, uh, Kurt, you know, would read his four or five, and, you know, now Steph, when, you know, as we're praying, and then Hans whips out his list, and I mean 20... And it got longer as we got through the month of December because he keeps thinking of more stuff to ask the Lord. So you're just going like, you know, everybody's like, by, by the time we hit like mid-December, it's like, oh no, here we go. You're rolling your eyes and here he goes again, you know, with his laundry list of stuff that he's asking the Lord for. But a curious thing happened about midstream one year. He, I used to run around with this little pocket New Testament and I would stick it in my, my shirt pocket all the time. And, he, and he'd said, Dad, I really like that baby Bible uh, that you've got. And so he at, finally at the end of the list, he would say, I want a baby Bible like my daddy's got. Now, by the time he got to the end of the list, I was up to here with this you know, 20, 25, 30 sometimes list of toys. But then he throws in this little Bible at the end. So a funny thing happens, we have a visitor from Argentina. We lived in Panama at the time, so think of about an eight-hour flight across the South American continent. That's where our friend was from. He was a pastor. He's going to be speaking in Panama, so we hosted him in our home. So he joins us in our family devotion. And so he's kind of sitting there, and I'm having to explain to him what they're doing because, you know, you know Kurt's got four, Stefan's got five, and here's Mr., you know, I want everything, Hans, 25, 30 things, and then I want a baby Bible like my daddy's got. So just after listening to this one time, the next day, uh, my friend shows up, Julio, and he, he says, um, he, he, he sees Hans. Hans opens the door because Julio went out and did some shopping, and Julio says, Hans, here's a Bible. And Hans, oh, a baby Bible like my daddy's got. And so he, inside this little Bible, Julio writes in Spanish, dear Hans, or querido Hans, I want you to know that God hears the prayers of little boys all over the world, and he sent a pastor from Argentina to answer your prayer. And so I felt like about this big. <laughs> like, what a slug I was, right? But, uh, and of course, that night he falls asleep, and 
there's that little baby Bible next to his pillow. And uh, it was one of those humbling moments for me, but it also was an illustration of how God really does hear our prayers. And that uh, I've heard some say that prayer is really invading the impossible. So I want to talk about impossible things out of Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 56. If you have your Bibles with you, uh, follow along. Verse 26 says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. She who has said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. Or other verses say, with God, nothing is impossible. Verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. That time Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill, country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you bear. But why am I so favored uh, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy and leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed the Lord would fulfill his promises. And Mary sang, and this is called Mary's song, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Verse 56, and Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. Amen. So I want to talk this morning about how God answers our impossibles. And the first one that occurs in this passage in verse 34 is when Mary says, how can this be since I'm a virgin? So right away, you know, this angel comes up and says, you know, you're going you're gonna to have a child. And the logical question, that biologically, that can't happen. And so the answer is, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So there's always this element when we're walking with the Lord that God can show up with His Holy Spirit and His power, and literally everything changes. Things that we never expected happen, happen, and things that needed to be taken care of, somehow they just happen. They get, they, they get taken care of. And so um, as I think about this, 
I think of situations throughout our life that one of the things Lisa and I have always done is we've always made lists and oftentimes with dates, and we pray for things until we see an answer, either yes, no, or you got to wait. And the cool thing about making lists and putting dates next to it as you pray over things is over time you start seeing the hand of the Lord answering things in ways that were far better than you could even imagine. I remember one of the first times that we were praying for a car. We lived in L.A., and we were praying for, uh, we needed a, we actually prayed for a, a, I guess it was a blue Honda, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah, blue four-door, uh, non-smoking owner, uh, you know, all these little things. And, you know, I guess we wanted a manual. We didn't want an automatic, I believe. We wanted a manual because it had more, you know. Oh, we wanted an automatic, that's right. We wanted an automatic. So we had all this list of things that we want. And so it, at that time in L.A., there was this, like, the, there was this weekly newspaper that come out twice a week but it had the best uh, want ads in it. So you'd always go to that particular newspaper to see what was going to come up for sale because it would come out on Thursday, and by Sunday, everything's gone. So right away, grab this uh, you know, Thursday newspaper, whatever it was. It wasn't the LA Times. It was another one. And, um, and so we're going through the want ads, and boom, there's a car exactly what we're at. It was a blue Honda, four-door, uh, automatic non-smoking owner. I mean, we didn't know that it was non-smoking until we got there. So when we hurry over to this person's house, and it's like, and she says, yeah, I guess we're the first people, they were, we're the first people to, to, you know, to get to her house and made an offer, and we got the car. And it was like the only, only car in all the one ads that matched what we wanted. But once again, we saw the hand of the Lord because we've been praying for about a month for this, and we just didn't have any options. You know, we had so much money we could pay, and all those kind of things, but we just see the hand of the Lord answering prayers. And so this particular passage is of people who have their hope in God but are seeing it fulfilled in the birth of Jesus. So what was the other thing that was impossible? It says, even your relative Elizabeth is going to have a child in her old age. Once again, biologically, it can't happen. And so what does she do? Well, she says, she goes over there, and it says, and she who was, is it, she who was barren or was considered barren it was in her sixth month, she goes and visits her, her, her cousin Elizabeth, and guess what? She's pregnant for six months. Impossible. So here's God once again overcoming something that's impossible. And so it, it's very curious that in the book of um, Matthew, when Zechariah is getting this prophetic word, that it says, and your son will be filled with the Spirit at birth. In the womb, he'll be filled with the Spirit. So guess what? In this moment... John the Baptist is filled with the Spirit. So there's a prophecy fulfilled right there. But the other thing that's kind of fascinating is that uh, the Holy Spirit comes down on them. And every time you see the Holy Spirit in the book of Luke showing up, somebody says something either about God or for God or on behalf of God. And sometimes it's just God. So let me give you some examples of that. Zechariah in Luke chapter, if you're writing, taking notes, Zechariah is filled with the Holy Spirit, Luke chapter 1, 67 through 69. Your, your child, he's filled with the Spirit, and he says, your child will be called a prophet of the Most High. Luke chapter 2, verse 26, Simeon is led by the Spirit into the temple to see Jesus, and then he says, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. So here's Simeon now prophesying because of what God's doing in the fulfillment of Jesus' coming. Another example, the Spirit descends upon Jesus in Luke chapter 3, verse 22, and the voice comes from heaven. You are my son with whom I'm well pleased. Another example of somebody speaking, well, in this case, God speaking, but 
The Holy Spirit shows up and people begin to speak. Luke chapter, um, well, Luke chapter 4, Jesus goes in the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit and then he starts prophesying as he's going through these temptations. And one of them is, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So once again, he goes into the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. And he actually, he's led by the Spirit and then he leaves in the power of the Holy Spirit. So we have this amazing relationship of the Holy Spirit with human history. The other one that I want to share with you uh, was uh, Jesus, Luke chapter 10, verse 21, is he sends out the 70, they start casting out demons, and they're all excited, like, wow, this is really cool, because up until that time, you think about the world that they lived in, there's all this pagan worship going on, there's all these demonic manifestations, and people are, lives are being turned upside down by demonic forces, and they go out and they can beat up the demons and win. And so... Uh, they're all excited about it, and Jesus says to them, uh, Jesus is full of joy through the Holy Spirit. He says, "Pray, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven, and earth, because you have hidden these things, that demons are subject to God's people, from the wise and learned, but revealed them to little children. And so we have this example of Jesus, it says, through the Holy Spirit, feeling the joy of God because of what he's seeing experienced in front of him. And so no longer will the oppression of these spiritual forces occur. So I, I was, uh, this past week, uh, I was looking through some Christian magazines, and I came across a prophetic word by a guy by the name of Sean Boltz. Sean is a well-known prophetic voice in the body of Christ. And uh, here it is right here. And uh, it just so happens that I'm, in, I'm, I'm kind of facing a year with, a certain level of uncertainty with a project I'm working on. I'm writing a book. And, you know, it's one of those things that I've talked to tons of people about publishing and what's the best way to go. And, you know, it, it, it's not even worth going into all of that, those details, because they can be kind of discouraging. But uh, as I was looking at this prophecy, I thought, this is a word from the Lord for me. And here's what the word that Sean gave. He said, get ready to sign deals that you could never broke brokered Miraculous work contracts, real estate and property deals to come through, invoices that, con that contradict the current recession notices, checks you never thought you'd be able to write out. Get ready for correspondence with people of influence, people that have keys to unlock projects, resources, and relational networks to you. Get ready to sign emails to people you never dreamed you would be able to correspond with. God is bringing connections together for you and you will find yourself signing letters or emails that you never thought you would have the opportunity to write, like politicians, ministers, leaders, cultural influencers, celebrities, and people in your industry. God is giving these pens. So he, the, the word was about God, God had showed him that a bunch of pens uh, that he was giving out to believers in the body of Christ. And so God is giving these pens to writers who will use their voice for the influence in the kingdom we will see more people writing books, scripts, poetry, and music. He is giving Psalm 45 themes that will inspire great works that will be celebrated. Amen? And so Psalm 45, verse 1 says, My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verse for the king. My, my tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. And I said, Lord, thank you. That was so awesome. And so here's the crazy part. We've befriended, basically, my wife has become very close friends with a woman on our street and her husband, and they asked us 
if we could exchange gifts with them, which was just very, I've never had that happen before where you get to know a neighbor and they said, hey, can we exchange gifts with you guys? So we said, sure, of course. So guess what? My neighbors gave to me a pen with a journal. And I immediately thought, Lord, this is you confirming this promise for me for this year because I'm going to need multiple miracles of publishers and editors and uh, resources to be able to get something on the market. And it was like, as I was praying for the service, the Lord says, I want you to share that and offer that to everybody at Cornerstone as well. And so here's what I've done. I made a copy. I just made 10 copies. Now, we can get more if we need more. But what I thought, and here, here's what the pen, the pen looked like uh, of my neighbors. Now, this isn't exactly, but it looks like this one. And I actually put it in a, in a little wooden box and put it on my shelf just to remind me every day, Lord, you made a promise back in December that my, this pen's going to sign some documents in 2023 that are going to blow my mind. And uh, I actually brought pens along with me. So if you want to believe the Lord, now you can go home and use your own pen too. You don't have to use these. But I brought some in case somebody wants to come up and grab one. And I made copies of the prophecy. And I just want to pray right now that the Holy Spirit would confirm in the hearts of many of you that he wants to promise things to you too for 2023. And what I really liked, what really struck me in this particular uh, um, pro prophetic word from Sean Boltz was that, that you, you would be signing deals that would go counter to the recessions, that were, the potential recession that we're facing or already in. And I just like the fact that God's people that we live in a different economy because our Father wants to take care of us. And that's what it was like when we got that Honda Accord, that four-door that we love so much with a non-smoking owner. Um, <clears throat> it was for us like, wow, isn't it amazing that God answered exactly what we were hoping for? And so I think the message this morning that I'm hearing from the Lord is that when we give place to the Holy Spirit in our lives in whatever way, shape, or form, God wants to guide us, bless us, and help us see his loving hand in our hearts and in our, in our lives. Amen? So I'm going to ask the worship team if you'll come forward, and I'm going to pray before they come on up. Uh, we're going to sing one more song. And then if you'd like to just grab a pen here and uh, take a copy of the prophecy from Sean Boltz um, and pray over that, what I'll be doing every day is I'll be just be taking my pen and saying, Lord, I'm just believing that this prophetic word is going to happen in my life this year. And whatever you have to release, go for it, because I definitely have needs. So let's just pray. Holy Spirit, I invite you to use this prophetic word from Sean and these symbols, Lord, of these pens that he saw in this vision uh, that you are going to be handing pens out to people in, in your church. I pray that this would be a point of uh, hope and inspiration for all of us that when the Holy Spirit shows up, uh, we hear from you in some very special ways. So thank you for birthing this word through Sean. And I pray, Lord, that this uh, 2023 would be one of the most exciting and blessed years for all of us here at the Cornerstone family. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Let's go ahead and stand up and sing Joy to the World. Amen. <clears throat>